With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. So in order to support our show, we need the help of some great advertisers. And we want to make sure those advertisers are ones you'll actually want to pay attention to and hear about. But we need to learn a little more about you to make that happen. And I would love to learn more about the audience. So go to PodSurvey, that's P-O-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y, PodSurvey.com slash James, and take a quick totally anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better. That way we can bring on advertisers and, and even content that you won't want to skip. So once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash James, J-A-M-E-S. Thanks for your help. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. So we all know that during the pandemic, 9 million people around the U.S., probably it's more now, but it's something like 8.93 million, I read, have moved out of their state. And when I say moved, it's not like a temporary move. It's a pack all your luggage, close down, you know, sell your house or end your lease, rent a U-Haul and move. And how do I know this? There's two things. There's, there's several sources of data. One is change of address requests at the post office. You could list them as temporary or permanent in most states. The other thing is U-Haul data or in general, moving company data. But you've all read the articles. We know there's an exodus, particularly from urban to other areas, but where should you move? And in particular, you wanna move to a place where real estate values have the most potential to go up and where real estate's cheap. So you can get, you basically wanna, here's my wish list when I move. I wanna have a better quality of life I want to spend less money and I want to make money. And I've got Robin and Jay here to talk to me about where to move. Are you guys here? Yes. James, when you say move, were you talking about just renting or buying or both? All of it. All of it. Okay. All of it. (laughs) And the thing is, is because, okay, Jay, let's, let's talk about renting for a second. You're in New York city. How many square feet? Is in your is your apartment? I always forget. It's like seven hundred square feet. Yeah, seven hundred square feet, maybe less. And and how much is your rent? Twenty seven fifty. Twenty seven fifty. Now, and your job is remote. You know how I know your yes. job is remote. Right now, you are doing this podcast <laughs> twelve hundred miles from me, and so it doesn't. You could be in Thailand right now, spending three dollars a day uh, for your living, and still be producing this podcast. So. So your job's remote. You're and so you're willing. You're choosing to spend twenty seven hundred dollars a month rent for seven hundred square feet, and that's fine. Put a pin in those numbers for a second. But right. you know the the benefits of cities are what like great restaurants. You go to the ballet. There's more people, so maybe you can meet more people to date. I know Jay, this right. is a top yes. priority for you. It is, and <laughs> and uh, also don't forget about Broadway. Everyone is bragging about Broadway show. Yeah, Broadway, <laughs> by the way, I hate Broadway. Like, it is so boring. 
like to see a bunch of people like you know dressed in like a lion costume singing <laughs> like you know in the lion king or i don't know all of broadway is like disney and then the more uh i don't know whenever i go to a broadway show i'm usually taking my kids or or if i go to a more sophisticated broadway show it's all old people like young people don't go to broadway i don't think now P.S. people listening to this will disagree, and I respect that because, you know, everybody has their own personal taste and so on. I personally despise theater. And so, but if you love it, you love it. But I think younger people are less and less going to the theater. And, right. and also museums. What? When's the last time you went to the Hayden Planetarium, Jay? Other than when we did a podcast with Neil deGrasse That's Tyson. That's the only time. That's the only time I went to the, to the whatever planet museum. And what about the museum? What about the Museum of Modern Art? Don't you just like take an afternoon off and just stroll around and look at like the latest Boba? modern art? Like, what do I know about art? I just went there and just see, oh, there's three colors. This art is great. That's it. Yeah, or it's like a big white canvas. We'll do another yeah. podcast on oh art. Art. Yes. But but the I whole like thing the is here here's 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 several trends that happen. One is, well, first off, I want to address the big question everyone says oh you can't real estate agents will say this you can't think of your home as an investment and i just want to say shut the hell up when you say that to me because you you're only saying that a real estate agent is only saying that because if you think of your home as an investment most homes you probably wouldn't buy <laughs> so they would do less business and make less money so that's why that's the only reason people say oh you can't look at your home as an investment it's the biggest chunk of money you will ever for most people it's the biggest chunk of money you will ever spend in your lifetime is buying a home and you absolutely should think of it you don't want to lose all that money like let's say you buy a house that's four hundred thousand dollars and you have to put a hundred thousand dollars down you don't want to lose that hundred thousand dollars like you've worked hard for it you've saved up for years of course you have to think of it as an investment. Oh, I'm just going to give you a hundred thousand. I could rent for $800 a month, but instead I just want to flush a hundred thousand dollars down the toilet. Cause I want to lose it. Of course you think of a home as an investment when you buy a home, which is the whole argument people say about rent, by the way, the, the same real estate agents that say you can't buy a home for an investment also say when you rent, you're flushing your money down the toilet. So get it straight. What are you flushing or are you, or are you buying your home as a, an investment? So, um, so I just wanted to address that. By the way, very interesting and scary. Uh, huge investment firms like BlackRock or Blackstone, you know, these are these are investment firms that control like a trillion dollars. And Steve Schwartzman, who is the who runs Blackstone, has been on the podcast. But um, these firms and other firms are buying during COVID during this past year. They are buying hundreds of thousands of homes. And it's interesting. Why are these big real estate investment investment firms in general buying so many homes? And they're not buying like apartment buildings or commercial real estate. They're buying like just regular homes and suburbs. And, and actually they're not buying big fancy homes. They're buying just regular homes, usually in poor neighborhoods. Why do you think they're doing that? Are they trying to like rent it out? Yeah, they're trying, they're, yeah, that's one reason they're trying to rent. What's another reason? They're going to gentrify I, it maybe. I was about to say. Well, they're yes, and and here's the thing: it's in, kind of insidious. So, in poor neighborhoods, the interest rates are you, for a house when you take out a mortgage for people who live in like let's say a lower income neighborhood, it's harder for them to get a mortgage. So, mortgage rates are usually higher. Like maybe they're paying four or five percent, but 
Blackstone or BlackRock or any of these investment firms, they're paying more like one and a half percent mortgage. Like in Robin, we just bought a home. What What's the mortgage rate we have? I think it's about 3.4%. I think three, yeah, 3.1 maybe. So we're like, we're kind of like in, we're, we're, that's probably like this national standard is around between three and three and a half right now. In lower income neighborhoods, you're going to be paying like four or 5%. But Blackstone and BlackRock and all the private equity firms, they have special relationships with the banks because they borrow so many billions, tens of billions of dollars. So they get a deal. They get, they pay on average 1.4% mortgage. So what happens is, they go to these lower income neighborhoods where people have a hard time getting a mortgage. So that means the houses are priced cheaper because fewer people want them because the mortgage rates are higher. So they get houses cheap and less expensive mortgage rates. Now you think, well, they have so much money. Why are they getting a mortgage? Well, because they pay 1.4% interest, but then they'll rent it out and they'll make maybe 12 or 15%, you know, per year on their money compared to spending 1.4% on their money. Right. So they borrow as much money as possible because investment firms always borrow to, to buy real estate. That's the hedging. smart thing to do. They're hedging for the inflation. They're not even really doing that. If you if you can borrow for 1.54%, but rent uh, at like 15% right. per year, like you're, they're making 15% per year. Like if you spend half a million dollars, I'm just making that up, but you spend half a million dollars for a house, a small house, and you rent it out for, you know, a few thousand dollars a month, you're going to make like a, a huge yield compared to what your mortgage rates will be. Right. And particularly, mm -hmm. you know, since you're borrowing, you had to put very little down. So let's say they buy a half a million dollar house and they put down a hundred thousand. So now, and then let's say they charge rent of just a thousand dollars a month. They're making 12% on their hundred thousand mm -hmm. that they invested and they're paying back to the bank 1.4% per year. So you see uh, that that's the math. They don't even have to go where real estate values go up. Right. But by the way, you know why real estate values will go up? It's because they're buying all the homes. So they're reducing the supply. They're never selling. They're reducing the supply. And what happens when demand even stays the same and supply goes down? Wait, so you're telling me in some other city the rents go up. It's not because people, are, I mean, yeah, people are moving there. But at the same time, because of all this big pharma buying the houses over there. Yeah. And by the way, they're not buying and they're not, they're not buying in New York City. They're buying small homes in lower right. income areas. They're buying like in Idaho. They're buying in North Carolina, South Carolina, Arizona. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to the, about right. those in a second. So right. absolutely real estate is an investment. And it's a little scary that these big firms, in my opinion, it's a little scary that these big firms are buying up, essentially, I think they own now about 15% of the nation's homes. Wait, is there, just, just curious, is there, is there like a limit how much they can own or there's no. no law about it? No, there's no law about it. Oh, wow. I sort of feel like and this is, this is going to segue for one second into crypto. I don't mean to talk about crypto, but I sort of feel like where, where uh, this is like the prequel to the matrix, like the matrix never had a prequel. And, but I just imagine it's like somehow or other, the you know, everybody, you know, the big firms are buying up all the homes, you know, ownership is gonna, is gonna go away. Nobody's gonna own a home. Everyone's gonna rent. No one's gonna own a car. Everyone's gonna lease, uh, or, or use self-driving automated cars. And then people are gonna say, don't worry about it. Just go into, put on these goggles and you're gonna go into the metaverse. So you're not gonna own and you're not gonna live in the real world anymore. You're gonna live in this imaginary world and everybody's gonna say, we'll take care of everything. Hey, by the way, we figured out how to use like human 
energy. So we're just going to plug you into like a battery so we could store your energy while you're in the metaverse. And then that's how you get the matrix, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. And they just have a choice between blue pill and red pill. Yeah. I, you know, I would choose the, I would choose the blue pill, by the way. The matrix actual world looks pretty disgusting. I would stay in the fake world. I, wait, I thought the red pill is a fake world. Wait, no, the, the red pill the is the real world. real world. Yeah, I would stay in the fake world. Oh. But I sort of feel, I mean, the real world kind of sucks already, but like uh, the, 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 the matrix real world, that's pathetic. Like who wants to live in that? There's only like six human beings. So I'd right. rather stay in the fake world. But right. I sort of feel we're moving towards that. I mean, at, at Davos, which is the big conference of all the billionaires, they even said, hey, we're moving to, uh, in 2038, no one will own, this is a quote, no one will own everything, no one will own anything, and everyone will be happy. That's the world right. that they're that they're planning for. But okay, where should you move? So yes, first, first tell off, me. where are people leaving? And we'll show charts in the video, but I'll describe it for the podcast. So there's a lot of data. The, the states that people are leaving are California, Illinois, New York. Those are the top three states. I'm not insulting those states. Don't get offended if you live in those states. Everyone gets like, no, people don't know what they're doing if they leave California, California, it doesn't matter what you think. This is the data. Since the coronavirus, between those three states, well over a million people have permanently left. Now, will they move back? Hopefully, maybe, probably some of them will. But what we're seeing also is, you know, as I wrote in, in August of 2020, people are happy working remote. And companies, by the way, are happy with remote workers because they have to leave, they get to lease less office space and spend less money. So in New York City, and I'm, I'm quoting an article from the New York Post uh, right now. Let me find it. Um, where is it? Okay, remote job postings for New York City firms quadruple. So it went from 6% to 25%. Wow. And I use New York as an example, but that's happening in San Francisco. That's happening in LA because companies could save a lot of money. And... Mm -hmm. It's reasonable. And then, you know, over 50% of workers say they're more productive working remote. So there's no issues. Every And bandwidth is there. So you could have Zoom meetings and yeah, there's Zoom fatigue. But you know what there's real fatigue of? Commuting. <laughs> like driving a car in the snow for an hour so you could get to work. You know what right. there's a real fatigue of? Is going to a conference room with your boss and having him yell at you. Like yeah, I would and, used to yell at Jay when we were in person yeah, all the time. It could be done with an email with a lot of exclamation point. Exactly. <laughs> that's a much more effective point. way yeah. to yell. That's All the, the way. Lock. That's the way I yell at Robin, only because I'm afraid to yell at her in person. Yes. <laughs> Exclamation point and cat blocks. That's all yeah. you need. How could you have made the, the chicken with cheese in it last night? You know I ate cheese. Chicken cordial. It sounds great, by the way. Yeah. Is, it, is that what chicken with cheese? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. That's the only chicken dish I know. He doesn't know it because he doesn't eat it. Yeah. So those are the three states people are most moving from. And here's the thing. They're bringing their money with them. So you make more money in New York, California, and Illinois. And so you go to a place like, okay, so here's the states. I'm going to list the states that people are moving to uh, the most. So it's uh, Texas, Arizona, Florida, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, mm -hmm. Georgia. Those are the top states people are moving to. And now I've seen a bunch of different lists but it's usually those states in some order or other with Texas, Florida, Arizona kind of first, and then North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, and so on. 
Utah. Yeah, I saw Lake City, a lot of people from mm -hmm. California are moving there. So why are they moving to these places? Well, for one thing, taxes are cheaper. Like New York City, as an example, and I mentioned New York City just because I'm I'm from there and it's I grew up there, I lived there all my life, and I know it best. But all these it, this applies to all these cities. New York City is an expensive place to not only live, but to maintain. In order to live, in order to support New York City, New York City has to hire sanitation workers, police workers, healthcare workers. Uh, uh, they have to support hospitals. There are school, public schools in New York. So the New York, the, the 2022 budget for New York is $102 billion. Whoa. And where do they get that money? They get that money from taxes. So New York City, out of every place in the, out of every city in the United States, New York City is the most expensive place to live when you factor in a city taxes, state taxes, and federal taxes. It's, I don't know the final numbers, something like 70%, it's like a 69% tax rate ultimately. 50 Cent, the great economist 50 Cent, put it best when he said, I've, I work for free until October and then yeah. I pocket my money. Like I give all of my money to the government until October when I live in New York City. And and by the way, I say New York, but San Francisco and Los Angeles these and Chicago, these cities all have the same issue because it's hard to run a city. It's expensive. And New York City, the services are so great. It's a great city. These cities are great, but they're expensive to run. And, uh, you know, and then they have to build new, you know, they have to maintain their bridges and their tunnels and, and all the, all these sorts of things. So yeah, now they want to extend the, the island. Oh yeah. I just read about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now they I, want to extend I, the I think that's going to be hard because other people live where they want to extend. It's, yep. it's never good when you say, Hey, give me your land. That's kind of what we did to the native Americans. No, <laughs> and it didn't I work out too well. To, I think they want to extend it to the, to, to the, to the river. So they want to extend out. They want to build like a fake land on top of it. Yeah, maybe. So, so, uh, yeah, that's what they did for the world trade center. Um, right. uh, they, they dug up, they dug up, a land no, no, sorry. That's what they did for battery park city. Right. They dug up land. Uh, when they made the world trade center, they dug up so much dirt, they put it next to the world trade center and they created battery park city, which is kind of like a, an area within New York city. And consequently it's expensive. Property taxes are expensive, which means apartment prices and homes are expensive. I mean, the the most expensive places to rent are San Francisco, New York, Boston, San Jose, LA. But here's the thing, and this is the scary thing, because of the people moving in San Francisco in, one, in the past one year, and this is as of today, in the past one year, rental prices are down 24%. In New York, rental prices are down 19.7% on a one bedroom. On a two bedroom in New York, prices are down 22% from a year ago. So it's about the same. San Francisco is down 22% as well. Uh, uh, I actually don't see, uh, Chicago, I actually don't see on this list. Now, so, so, that's, so that's reasons why people are moving. Now, why are they moving to places like Texas or Florida? Well, those places stand out because there's no state taxes. There's zero state taxes. That's the first thing. And oh. uh, let me see where I have a chart here. Also, I have many charts. I have a chart here also of, uh, wait, Robin, why are you in here? Oh, your computer Robin's died. You couldn't plug it yeah. in. Oh, Robin, that's the whole point was to have you on the podcast. So Texas, Florida, 
Nevada, Wyoming, South Dakota have no state taxes. Georgia, the state income tax is 6%. North Carolina is about 5%. Mississippi, it's about 5%. And by the way, nobody wants to move to South Dakota anyway. It's too cold there and there's nobody there. Now, maybe Wait. if you if you watch the Netflix show Yellowstone, which is excellent, you might want to move to Montana, but guess what? They have a 7% state income tax. So maybe not. And it's really cold there. That's the and other thing. They have hmm? bad internet. They have bad internet there too. But the guys in Yellowstone, I've never seen one of them use the internet. So not, yeah. not one single person in the TV show Yellowstone I have ever seen surfing the web. So, yep. uh, and then the other thing is, is too, is uh, it's just nicer weather. And people say, oh my gosh, it's, it's so hot in Texas. It's so hot in Florida. Guess what? It's hot in New York City also because the air conditioning doesn't work in those old, old pre-war buildings. And the heat is, is, is kind of concentrated between the buildings on the ground. So yeah. New York City is, and also there's no, it's very hard. You don't drive anywhere in New York City. You have to walk places. So you're outside walking in night. If it's a hundred degrees and I'm in Texas, I'm just going to walk from my house to my car and, and drive. And the air conditioning works in, in a lot of these states, as opposed to New York or San Francisco, where there's older buildings. So, okay. That's just my opinion about some people pretend to like blizzards and tsunamis and stuff like that, but, but it's better to live in a place. Oh, well, and to be fair, New Florida has hurricanes, right. You know, and stuff like that. But I mean, snow and stuff are pretty until you live in it. Yeah. Snow is like <laughs> when I, when I, I was a kid and I lived for a while in the suburbs, of New York City and snow was great. You'd, you'd get a day off of school. Yeah. You'd have snowball fights with your friends. But if you're like working in a city, it's just sludge and mud and you have to get through it and at, yeah, at I, seven in the morning to get to work. Are you telling you me that- you have to shovel go, them. Yeah, you have to, well, you don't have to shovel so much in New York City. In, in, in suburbs, you have to shovel. But right. are you telling me people prefer like walking in the grimy sludge and snow while it's hailing on you instead of having, yeah, Oh, I don't want to get Zoom fatigue. <laughs> really? Like, oh, I don't want to get blizzard, blizzard fatigue. Because <laughs> you still have to go to work. Right. We right, had right. school days off. You don't have work days off when there's a blizzard. Everyone goes to work. So yeah, I'm remote working. But I'm um, remote working too. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I, I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period, and I loved it. I, loved, I became a really good guest of Airbnbs, and I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests and having my own Airbnb or, or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb. 
while I'm away and I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business, and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee, and I still to this day get messages every day. James Aldercher, would you like to apply to be VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever. So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like I'd rather do anything then go to the doctor or the dentist or the pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS. HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I'm definitely going to use him from now Not on. that you need it. You're, you're young and healthy. James, I'm 35. You, you're getting there. You might, you might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the HIMSS app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com dot com slash James. Could you imagine that there's a whole section just with my name on it? Hims.com slash James. That's how I 
how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs hymns. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash James for your personalized treatment options. Hymns dot com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash James for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. So, okay, so the question is, though, uh, for me, it was really important, like, not just to say, oh, everyone's moving to Florida, so let's move to Florida. Everyone's moving to Texas. Florida real estate and Texas real estate, I feel like Florida and Texas were the first states to to get the uh, people from New York and, and California and Illinois. And so real estate, you know, because New York incomes and LA incomes are so much higher, real estate are exploded in the price. Like in Miami, I feel like month over month, prices were going up 20%. Like year over year, they were easily doubling in, in 2021. Are they still going up right now? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about this month, but you know, the last I heard that Miami was still going up it, everybody keeps saying it's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. So where, where, what should you do to, to find a place first off consider, and, and by the way, we want, again, what do we want? We want quality of life to improve. We want cost of life to go down and we want, uh, to have a good investment value. So my opinion, I feel Florida and Texas don't necessarily have the best investment value now because prices have already gone up. Now, maybe Northern Florida is like Southern Florida where Miami is, that's really where prices went up. And, and I think in, in Texas, like near Austin, near Dallas, that's where prices went up. So you might be able to now find suburbs or go to Northern Florida. Like, you know, uh, Tucker was on the podcast the other day and he said he was, he was looking at properties 60 miles outside of Austin. So, you know, if that, if you want to do that, that could be where you get cheaper, but it's amazing to me how different the prices are. Let's just pick randomly and I'll pick randomly because I, I looked in these places, but let's compare New York and like Atlanta, or if there's another city you want to compare, Jay, you tell no, me. Just Atlanta. I just, I want Atlanta. Right. Atlanta is where they shoot Spider-Man. I want to really? make sure I get to see Tom Holland. Yeah. Atlanta is where they shoot Spider-Man. All right. So let's see Atlanta. So right yes. now you're paying. Twenty-seven fifty. You're paying on rent. Well, actually, yeah. let's let's look at ownership. So, what do you think your apartment would sell for? Okay, so, uh, in the same level, uh, of my apartment right now that got sold last year, it was it, it got sold for eight hundred thousand to nine hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand, and it was a, the same size apartment. Same size apartment, no bigger than seven fifty square feet. Oh my God. So eight, let's just say the lower end. Cause I don't want to be too extreme here. Right. So $800,000 yeah. for a 700 square foot apartment. Basically yeah. your apartment could fit a bathtub and a sink and <laughs> maybe like a twin bed and, 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 and a New York, New York style stove. And it, right. New York style stove, which means it's like a little lighter that you put a plate over yes. <laughs> and then you turn your lighter on. And, yeah. and by the way, you have a big dog. Like Dude. Yeah, I have a hundred pounds dog. Oh my gosh! So basically, I can't move anywhere. He just sit on the, he sit on the couch and just done. All right, so I'll look at like let's say some place uh, that's like uh, maybe right outside of Atlanta, just to compare. So right. okay, I mean, I think you can compare to Atlanta. I remember looking at Atlanta. Well, uh, let's cheaper. see. I'll look at his, I'll look at eight hundred k prices 
Oh, I can't even find 800K. Hold on. Oh, wait. Let's see. All right. Yeah, it's really hard. I'm looking at a suburb that's just 20 minutes outside of Atlanta. The most expensive places are like half a million. So I'll just tell you, okay, for half a million, (laughs) here's what you can get. Four bedroom, three and a half bath, and 2,800 square feet. That's exactly 500,000. And so it's, no. so it's 300,000 cheaper than your shit little studio for that's 700 square feet. And it's over four, it's four times as big. It's 2,800 square feet and you have four bedrooms, three and a half baths. Um, here's one, $420,000, three bedroom, three and a half baths, 2,200 square feet. Oh my Is gosh. That a house? Jay, here's $243,000, three bedroom, two bath, 2,000 square feet. Oh, but that's a foreclosure. So don't, don't get that. What does that mean? It means that someone um, uh, stopped paying their mortgage and they were kicked out, which means they might leave the house a mess. So that's why oh, it's cheaper. I mean, them, so it's, it's like a motor house. Okay, here's the most expensive house I can find. 589,000, six bedroom, three bath, 3,120 square feet. Oh my god! Where is it at? Is it in Atlanta or is it outside Atlanta? It's like twenty minutes outside of Atlanta. Let me. Okay, I'll look. Okay, okay. all right. You're, you're particular for a city. Let I me. mean, if if I'm moving a, I I do want to have a culture shock. When I move from a city, I have to be in the city first, set it down. Okay, then but I a lot of cities suburbs. are not like New York City. You know, there are. I know. They're yeah. they're they're um they're in Atlanta, but they might parts of Atlanta. This 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 is true for like a lot of kind of second tier cities. Is that some parts of it are not very urban, even right. though it's still considered part of Atlanta. So here I'm looking now at Atlanta, 479,000, it's five bedroom, four bath, 4,000 square feet. And the address is in Atlanta, Georgia. Jesus. Okay. But, okay. Okay. No, but to be fair, to be fair, let's, let's here's, here's 875,000. So this is like comparable to, uh, right. uh, uh, you know, actually, yeah. So this is, this is 900,000. So it's comparable to that apartment. In, that's a 750 square feet on your floor. It's four bedroom, three bath, 2,600, 2,650 square feet. So it's again, about four right. times bigger and it's an 8,000 square foot lot. So I don't know, that's like a fourth of an acre or something. Um, what? And- uh, It has a yard too, I think. Man, I can't even find expensive places. Let's, let me see, what if I go up to a million? Can I find a place that's a million? There's no place. Okay, I'm gonna sort by the highest price. Okay, so here's what you could get for nine hundred thousand. Like, uh, here's forty eight hundred square feet. Forty eight hundred square feet, five bedroom, four bath for nine hundred thousand in Atlanta. Oh my god! Jay, what do you what? So by by the way, I'm using the ownership, but the rent then is probably the same as your your rent. So I don't know. Uh, I think it's cheaper. All right. Well, okay. Let me look at. I will look at rentals, and we could look at other cities if you want, but. Um, no, no, Atlanta for now. I, I just want to see Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield and Toby McGuire. And don't forget, Air, well, we'll talk about this uh, later, but a lot of tech companies are moving. You also want to look, what I like to look for in a, in a city or an area is are tech companies moving there? Because as tech goes, so goes real estate. Like that's why San Francisco real estate is, is so high. So uh, how can I find rentals? Uh, uh, let me see. I just see one. 2,600, two bed, two bath, it's 1,200 square feet. All right, well, right there, that's pretty good. But my feeling is you're not even totally looking at it, right? Uh, just Yeah, it's, it's right by Atlanta Botanical Garden. Okay, rental homes in Atlanta. Uh, okay, I'm looking at, uh, uh, 
let's see. It's hard to find because there's like ranges. Okay. Yeah. 2,400 a month, which is less than you pay 1200 right. square feet. Uh, okay. That's it's, it's only, you know, almost double your size. Let's find something a little better. I want to find, I want to find a great place for better. Uh, as ownership, like a lot of, some towns are like, oh, this is nice. This is really pretty, this one, but I don't know how to describe it. It's 2,800 a month, 1,200 square feet. Oh, here's one. It's like, I guess apartments. It looks like a, a huge house. It doesn't look like, but it looks huge. Like there's a lot of apartments. Right. There. So it's 2,300 a month, 1,300 square feet. There's a pool. Um, there's other things. So when you're right in the middle of the city. Uh, so yeah, it seems like owning is a little bit of a better deal than renting, but, uh, but it just goes to show you, by the way, everything's cheaper. So meals are cheaper. Uber's cheaper. Uh, the apartments oh, are cheaper. Can I, can I tell them uh, how much I pay for when I was in Georgia for an hour ride Uber? How much? On SUV? I don't even know. $60. $16 for an hour ride? 60. In, 60. What's it in New York? Would you say? 120. Yeah. So yeah, it's like half the price of things. Here's it here. Now I'm looking at Asheville, North Carolina for 2,700 a month. You can get 1800 square feet and a three bedroom. Right. So in Asheville, North Carolina, I mentioned that because that's a big city that people are moving to, or it's not a big city, but it's a, it's a, a lot it's of people are moving to it. Right. Um, now, but also, okay. Texas, uh, uh, you, you want to look for places where tech is moving. So Texas has, you know, Tesla's moving there. Google's building big offices there. Amazon's building a big warehouse there. Uh, in, in Atlanta, Airbnb is moving there. Eastern headquarters there. So you want to look for places where tech is moving. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? Well, anyway. So, by the way, Jay, I don't know if you remember, we did a podcast with Dean Graziosi about a year yes. ago. And maybe a little more than a year ago, two years two ago. Years ago yep. He talked about uh, what you should, how you should buy a cheap house. And he, and he used three Ds. He said the three Ds, death, divorce, debt. So you can, you can go to your local county clerk. You can see all the divorces that have just filed. And my guess is, and, and this is data that I've seen, is 60% of divorces, they end up listing their homes. So... So if you want, and, and they'll sell cheap because they have to sell, they have to divide up their assets quickly. So you, and this is what, what Dean said, he's in the business of buying apartments and renting them out and buying homes and renting them out. That's his business. So he looks for deaths. You could see, uh, you know, there's lots of data on that, uh, debt. You could look for tax liens that have been filed in the state and you then you could look up oh. the house and see if it's being listed and divorce. You could look at, you can go to your County clerk, see what divorces were just filed and see if the houses are being listed. And you'll, if you make an offer, you'll probably get a really good deal. So it's a good way to buy something even cheaper, maybe as soon as it gets on the market. And the other thing I just want to recommend is that let's say you don't want to buy a home, but you want to, let's say you're in New York city, you love it. You don't want to leave, or you're in San Francisco for whatever reason, Google's requiring you to go to work. You don't want to leave. You could, you can buy REITs, real estate investment trusts. They, they trade on the New York stock exchange or the NASDAQ. Uh, so I picked out a couple of REITs that are interesting to me. Uh, let me find them. So here's one blue rock residential growth, BRG. They, uh, specialize in investing in residential communities. And right now they are, the current portfolio consists of 59 apartment buildings or complexes in Texas, 
Florida, Georgia, Arizona, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, and North Carolina. In other words, the exact places expect to, expected to benefit over the next few years from the exodus happening from these major cities. So that's BRG, Blue Rock Residential Growth. Uh, I have another one that I thought was interesting. Plymouth Industrial REIT, P-L-Y-M. And what they do is they buy warehouses in second tier cities. So largely the South, but other smaller cities. And since people are moving to these places, there's more need for warehouse storage. So I think this is an interesting one. And let me see what the dividend is on that one. It's 3%, not that great, but still get a dividend. And I think the benefits of this REIT moving up are probably pretty good considering what they're doing. So right. that's where you should move. You know, one more thing, by the way, is if you're buying a place as purely an investment property, like you want to rent it out, think of it like a stock. So stocks, usually people calculate what the, they look at the price and they look at the earnings. And if the price divided by the earnings, the so-called PE ratio is more than 20, maybe it's not, it's too expensive. And if it's below 20, maybe it's a value stock. So you could do the same thing with houses. If the amount you pay uh, for the house, if the price of the house is less than 20 times the amount of rent you can collect in a year, then usually that's a cheap house and, and you want to buy it and it, or you want to sell houses when the amount you, the house is worth is more than 20 times the amount of rent you could collect in a year. So it works just like a PE ratio and you can use the same metrics to buy and sell a house. So again, just to summarize, uh, we looked at is a, a house an investment or a home? It's both, but definitely think of it as an investment because for sure, uh, the biggest investment firms in the world are looking at your home as an investment and will crowd you out if you let them. Where are people leaving from? Why are they leaving? And where are they going? And we looked at the taxes for each state. That's a factor. Also, we looked at remote jobs data. We talked about, you know, the differences that where Jay should live compared to his rat hole of an apartment in New York. What, what houses Jay could, Jay could live in like practically a man for Jay. It will be a mansion. I'm almost scared. You'll get lost in a 2,700 square foot house because you're, I know. you're just going to like live in the closet because you think that's the studio. <laughs> yeah. Because like, you know, when you, when you live in somewhere so for so long, you're like, you have no idea what to do with the big spaces. What's it know? called when like, it's a prisoner, the, the prisoners get used to being prisoners. So there's like a cognitive bias for that. So it's like you're used to being like kept in your little tiny, uh, right. you know, I, I saw an article the other day, someone's living in, in San Francisco. Someone has a 95 square foot apartment that he pays oh. uh, like, like $500 a month for. Yeah. The other day, uh, there, there was, there was some article about this guy in New York living in like a hundred square feet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I saw that one. And then I Googled for, for the same thing in San Francisco. Uh, so, and then we talked about how to find a good value. How do you, you know, look for big tech moving there. Look for evidence that the money from New York, Illinois, LA is is moving there. Look at comparables, obviously. Look at recent sales data, how much are people paying for uh, per square foot, and then how to find a good deal. Death, divorce, debt. You know, maybe there's some people are downsizing, like baby boomers are downsizing, but I don't know how you find data on that. And, you know, the final thing is people say, you know, oh, don't bring your politics here. You know what? Screw them. Bring your politics wherever you want. And if you don't like living there because everybody is arguing with you, then you'll move again. Like if everyone hates you because they don't like your politics, then don't move there. But 
try to be a little bit more balanced maybe and not be so polarized. Uh, and you'll probably be have, have happier neighbors and you'll probably be a happier neighbor. And worst case is if you don't want to own uh, a home, there are REITs that are good investments specifically for these regions where people are moving to. So we're going to post this podcast also on YouTube with all the relevant data, share it with your friends, subscribe to me on YouTube at James Altucher, subscribe to the James Altucher show. Jay, let's put together this video and get all the data and stuff like that. And thanks very much, Robin and Jay. Robin's computer, what the power went out. Robin, if you're going to participate in this podcast, you got to charge your computer. So she needs podcasts a new computer. require computers. Yes, she needs a new computer. You got a house, now get a computer. So you forced me to buy a house against my will, now get a computer. So I'll force you to get a computer against your will. So, right. so uh, all right, Jay, thanks very much. And if you like this kind of podcast where it's a little bit more educational, please tweet out that you like it so I know and I get some feedback and I really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.